on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. More on the features of the souped-up new Fitbit Versa 2, sussing out the advantages and disadvantages of short- and long-range 5G, and what products are currently future-proofing for Wi-Fi 6. I just want to go ahead and lament real quick. Uh, I love it when we do wearable stuff because I get to stare at video of Scott's hairy wrist. And it's absolutely... <laughs> it's the best. It's, it's, so it's a nice wrist. I mean, it makes me want to buy a wearable. Yeah. I'll never shave. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, say that. <laughs> I have a question about the Fitbit wearable since we've segued into that so, yes. uh, so seamlessly. Uh, when it comes to Spotify, is there actual local storage on the Fitbit, or are we talking about it only streaming over uh, like your four or five G network? Yeah, no, it's local storage. And in fact, for Fitbit watches, streaming is really difficult. Mm. If Fitbit, the way it's set up, it doesn't. Uh, it, it does have Wi Fi, but um, but it's like it's not a seamless connection to your to your phone the way that an Apple Watch user or even a, a, a Wear OS or, or Samsung might expect. So. It's local. We don't know how long it takes to sync that, but that it should be really good news. Podcast playlists. Uh, yeah, and it's got the ability to connect Bluetooth headphones. Is there a cellular option for the Fitbit? No, no cellular option. And also, I didn't say this. This is the odd part. No GPS. Now, Fitbit mm. has not had GPS on any of its models except for the Fitbit Ionic. The Fitbit Ionic is really getting long in the tooth now. It's an old model, and they have not announced any GPS dedicated watch, which is weird because the rest of the market has them. Garmin has them. It's almost like it seems like it doesn't matter as much to Fitbit, but you could connect to your phone's GPS, but this means you're taking your phone with you. Right. Um, But it does have Fitbit Pay, which is their contactless payment. You didn't ask me that, but I'm just going to say they've had that for for a while. It doesn't work with Citibank, which is my bank, um, which is annoying. Just to say that they have not gotten as wide a range of banks. Okay. Um, is it, it's also NFC or? Yeah, same idea. So if okay. tap to pay, uh, transit, it should work. Basically, if your bank's supported, it should work just like all the others. what the world needs is another mobile payment system. I know. They've had it for a while. At least it's now coming standard. <laughs> but they've kind of like had it on again, off again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like, yeah, that's that's what we need. Another thing to pay with. CKT asks, didn't Google buy Fitbit a couple years ago? And how close do you think that puts us towards seeing a Pixel watch? Google did not buy Fitbit. Maybe you're seeing the future. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that, who knows what the future brings? I've not heard a single thing about that. I, I would be surprised if Google bought Fitbit. I would be super surprised yeah. if Google bought yeah. Fitbit. Fitbit is a huge data repository, though, and they're very proud of the amount of fitness data. So to me, that is the whole Fitbit business is, is building insights and analysis on on people. Right. And I guess if Google were to buy it, it would be for the data. It would it wouldn't be Any for the hardware. Type play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the data. Yeah. Uh, they uh, have a have a big footprint in corporate health plans and okay, yeah. in enterprise. Yeah. That's actually like a an increasing part of the Fitbit business. No, so that didn't happen, but Fitbit did buy Pebble, if you're following yes. the wearable game of who ate who. Uh, that happened a couple of years ago. That kind of led to the to Fitbit watch faces and apps. But what's weird is that Fitbit still hasn't really done all the stuff that Pebble did. It doesn't. It's not quite as great an offline watch as Pebble yep. used to be. But it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Next question is coming in from Yan. Is Sprint's 5G network the higher frequency one or the lower range? Sorry, this part is always confusing for me. I'm always under the impression that telcos are mostly offering the lower frequency. 
Uh, no, it's a great question. Uh, Sprint actually is using the, they're the mid, middle mid band. They're I'm sorry. <laughs> they're the middle. They're using. They're they're in the middle actually. So it's uh, the the low band is basically what 4G a lot of what 4G rides on right now. That's what T-Mobile, AT&T is. T-Mobile and AT&T are also shooting for low band for Verizon their future 5G for, coverage for their 4G. Verizon uses low for 4G, uh, but for 5G, most of the the attention you've been talking, or most most of the attention, uh, and most of the the, the networks that are up. Are using the higher band spectrum, the what's known as millimeter wave. That's that's Verizon, that's AT and T and T Mobile, uh, and Sprint's kind of the, the the unusual one because they already had a lot of mid band spectrum to, to work with, so they they launched with that, and that's partly why their network coverage is so much wider. Why they uh, why it's not like you know a block wide right, Verizon, T Mobile, AT and T. Even yesterday at the event, uh, Sprint CTO John Saw was taking shots at AT and T. He wasn't taking shots at T Mobile, which also has a millimeter right. wave network. Maybe it's because T-Mobile and Sprint are trying to merge. Um, but AT&T's rollout in New York is a handful of city blocks right now. Yep. And that's yep. not to say that consumers can't even get on it because they can't. AT&T isn't letting people. But Sprint covers a whole host of the city, including right. some of the outer boroughs, parts of New Jersey. They're, they're much wider. Yeah. I mean, the same with Verizon, right? Like when you were in Chicago, I mean, the, the networks there are pretty limited. It is, it's kind of like a, a Wi-Fi hotspot. Like once you, you walk a block away, you're off the 5G network. Whereas Sprint's- Block away. You can just walk inside of Starbucks. All right. There you, you go. Well, and whereas Sprint's is, you know, it's the coverage is wider. It's not nearly as fast at all. And that's sort of the trade-off between coverage range and speed, but you can get coverage. Yes. Next one's coming from Ryan. Don't we have mobile payments options with Samsung smartwatches or Garmin for that matter? I see it on their website. Maybe it's just United States. I'm sorry. We have construction upstairs, yeah, uh, so all I heard was a massive rumbling. I didn't rumbling. hear the question. I just heard the rumbling because yeah, our, our our neighbors upstairs were being a little loud. Apologies to everybody listening. There's not much I can do about that. Yeah. Uh, they do have to get some work done above us, so there will be an occasional hammer hit and not the one I have aimed at Roger. Uh, so the question was, Ryan asks, don't we have mobile payment options with the Samsung smartwatches or Garmin for that matter? I see it on their website, but maybe it's just in the United States. No, absolutely. Yeah. Garmin, this is a widespread thing now. So Garmin has payment, uh, mobile payment. Uh, Samsung does. Apple is there, does. Is there like a Garmin pay? Is that what they call it? Is Garmin pay? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everyone well, this has, has been out there. Great naming yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. After that wave, um, you know, so those have all been out there. Samsung used to have a really cool one on its watch that also used MST, so you could. It's on the phone, but it's not on the watches mm-hmm. anymore. Where yeah, you're yeah. able to pay even at a non-contactless payment spot, like a regular right. credit card. It would terminal. actually it would work with a credit card reader. Yeah, right? it would mimic the card thing. Yeah. That that ended, I think, at the at the Gear S, the Samsung Gear S3. Anyway, weird. That's that's for you to know. Um, so yeah, so basically like. Most fitness watches have mobile payments. Just yep. check it out. And for Fitbit, this is not new. This actually debuted back on the Ionic. Hmm. So you go back to the Ionic. You go back to the Ionic. Ionic was iconic in that it introduced. How ironic. Yeah. <laughs> You're all fired. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just it's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, what do we have next? Next up, let's keep talking about 5G. Storm, Storm King. Wow, I cannot talk today. Is it true for the high-band 5G that the range is considerably shorter, almost line of sight? Yes, that's exactly really what it is right now for, yeah. the, for the millimeter wave high-band. Um, if you're near one of these nodes or antennas, which depending on your city could either be on the side of a building like it is in New York or even on a light post yeah. like in Chicago, 
Um, you can get really fast speeds. We've seen in our various testing speeds close to two gigabits per second, which yeah. is insane, significantly faster than what most people get in their homes. Mm-hmm. But as you walk further away from those nodes, it drops considerably. Yep. So while you're on that topic, imagine Sagi wants to know what is the difference truly between the long-range 5G and the short-range 5G? So the way we've been describing it's really like three different types of flavors. So you have the low band, which has great coverage, can reach really deep indoors, has better speeds than 4G, but not by much. Yeah. Then there's the mid band, which doesn't reach as far, but has faster speeds. And then there's the high band, which has really fast speeds, but really limited coverage. Right. And what we're finding really is that it, it, there's no like, this is the this is the right flavor you want. It's really carriers need to work with all the flavors. They basically have this combination network that that takes advantage of the strengths and weaknesses of all, all, all those different flavors to give you the coverage you need when you like where you need it. Like if you're in the city where it's where there's a lot of users at once, you, you want that high band because it's, a, it's basically a fat pipe for a lot of people to handle their huge amounts of data. You know when you're out in um, a rural area, the suburbs, you know, you will probably want to rely on some of the lower band spectrum, which is the wider reach to it. The speed isn't as high, but it's still better than the 4G network that we have now. Right, and T-Mobile and, and Sprint have been obviously talking about with their merger, a combination of all three technologies. AT&T has been yeah. hyping up how they will be using what's known as sub-6, the mid and low band, really focusing on the low bands in AT&T's case, with their millimeter wave, high band 5G to make that type of seamless, ubiquitous experience. Verizon is... Kind Verizon, of sa- right now. Verizon says they've got some sort of plan, but they, they haven't really been forthcoming with the exact details of how they'll lay out a multi-band uh, spectrum. And the cities they're focusing on for their 5G launch, the 30, I believe, that they're planning to do this year. That's all millimeter All wave. millimeter yeah, wave. It's all, all high, high band. band. Yep. Regarding Wi-Fi 6, what's the main advantages over current Wi-Fi technology? Significantly faster is one of them. Yeah, better range, too. And better range. Yep. And, and that's really when it comes to Wi-Fi what you're hoping for is you want yeah. better range and you want better speed. And really, unlike 5G, which is like a brand new technology, Wi-Fi at least is it's a pretty universally accepted and embraced technology. You know products are going to come out with Wi-Fi 6. It's, it's a lot less of a question than 5G, right? Like That's just sort of, we all use Wi-Fi, we all buy Wi-Fi products. So that's, that's why there's a lot of excitement about Wi-Fi 6. Right, and the products you're going to be buying going forward, you know, presumably if, you know, presumably the next Xbox and PlayStation will have Wi-Fi right. 6. We're already seeing it in phones, like we mentioned before, the, the latest Samsungs have it. So going forward, the devices you get will just have it built in. Yeah, and once you upgrade your router. It just gets us a little bit closer to that future where I envision no cables in my home. That, that's what I want. No no power cables, no no internet cables, nothing. Just, just, just stuff. Just wireless for all. Wireless, yeah. I mean, who cares if all the signals are flying everywhere in the house, but it's... Not having cables would be so, I don't know, like the tangle of cables is one of my big pet peeves at home. So. Well, I'm kind of curious for me if uh, Wi-Fi 6 could enable, uh, speaking of wire-free, for uh, any future VR, AR stuff, whether it would be good enough to mm, yeah. allow you to finally not have to worry about tethers for stuff or be able to stream. It sounds like it, but, you know, I think all the stuff you have to kind of test out and know. But. Right. And it's still very early days for this, just like it is for 5G. We, we yeah. s- we're still very much in the beginning stages. Definitely. You mentioned Xbox and generally seeing phone developers leaning towards Wi-Fi 6. Uh, do we have any other more specifics on the slate who have stated this is what our next uh, tentpole is going to be? Uh, Commander Trium wants to know what product development there is kind of coming down the pipeline. 
Uh, I mean, f- I mean, phones, obviously. Um, yeah, we don't. I mean, Microsoft and Sony haven't really talked about what yeah. they're going to have. So we, it's just a guess that they would probably yeah, have and, this technology. And the industry is kind of moving towards it as a whole. So, like, basically, any product that has Wi-Fi as some form of Wi-Fi now will like eventually get to Wi-Fi six. Yeah, that's that's the thought. My question for Wi-Fi six is, why do all of the routers look like Sith starships? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, well, you're starting to see routers want to be placed with that whole Sith starship idea, like exactly the ones you're showing right now. Probably the antennas, right? Yeah, th- those are ungodly monsters that are great I mean, I for still... functionality, but awful for performance. You're not going to want to put that in a main living area, right? which is where you're going to probably be using Wi-Fi. You're going to put that in an office or in your basement or in your attic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of companies have actually really focused on the appearance of right. their Wi-Fi recently. You look at Eero, you look at Google Wi-Fi, you look at Netgear's Orbi. Which are more, those are more mesh networks. But the idea is, to your point, like, they're they're designed to be aesthetically fit into your home, like, no matter what the room is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. that's they, where you're going to be using your devices, and right. that's where you'll have the best experience. I still have a, an airport, an Apple airport. Like, they've discontinued service for it, but yeah, I still use good, it. Good on you for still using it. <laughs> Just keep that thing going. Can't they make them fluffier looking? Like it's true. Like maybe, fluffier maybe looking. like like you want your kid to like cuddle up like with cu- like a yeah. teddy bear that if has I a Wi-Fi router. That, that sounds furry like a arms terrible idea. Or like non. You know they all look like that bat that we caught in our house. You had to bring it to the bat, dude. I had yes. to bring that up. Yeah. By the way, yeah. there was a bat in our house. It did not have rabies, and uh, and neither do I, as far as I know. Though I've been taking rabies shots, so sorry if I'm loopy. But when a bat, by the way, when a bat is caught and it's huddled up, kind of looks like a it spider. looks like a Wi-Fi or router. I thought, Wi-Fi like, router. I thought you were about to say it looks like a Wi-Fi router. It, no, does. it does. That's what I mean. It looks like a Wi-Fi six router. So you're sure legs. you just didn't throw out your router. <laughs> I mean, the internet has been really slow <laughs> since the animal control came. So I think those routers look like giant spiders, and they terrify me. I think if I was wandering through my living room in the middle of the night on my way to the bathroom, not really. Fully coherent, I would probably drop kick the thing. Yeah. Is well, and and bats crouch down, look like spiders. <laughs> just, so, just so let's you just, know. Let's just talk about bats. BBG, now. Does your router move? No, like, but it wouldn't need to. My mind would be completely foggy from being half asleep, and I would just see all these legs coming out. I was like, well, that's going to be the end of that. That's the robot spider. Well, I mean, look, that's the thing. Like these Wi-Fi routers are designed. They're they're not designed for aesthetics. They're designed for you to put them in your basement or wherever your your internet connection is. So you don't look at them. Um, I know that's different for folks who live in the city with a small apartment. You have to stare at your Wi-Fi router a lot more. But yeah, it's the small price you pay for if, uh, for internet. If you yeah. could, you develop. Will there be an IKEA business for like router hiding? Furniture, or does that Ooh, affect the coverage? Does it might affect, affect the coverage, though. Could that, you make a special material, like a like a like a mesh? I'm just giving thing. some I- IKEA some ideas here. Yeah, exactly. This is it. You need a like the well, no, yeah. well, no, but IKEA the is it'll, getting it'll hide into like a screen. All these smart spaces, like they have the Sonos partnership, so they have you know smart yeah. speakers mm. which have Wi-Fi inside them. Yep. Who knows? They have wireless charging. Uh, I guess desks or whatever. You like a that's a, true. A, You're right. A screen like a like a. A breathable screen that it can just hide behind. IKEA, if you're listening, please introduce Wi-Fi ugly Wi-Fi modem hiding furniture. Please, Scott demands it. Find a place that I can hide my Wi-Fi spider. 
my giant Wi-Fi idea. robot spider. Actually, it would be good for Brian too. That way, he won't be terrified when he wakes up at night. And the the <laughs> it like just be hide. hidden behind like well, a little let's not get shelf too far lurking. Of right, he still to, could be afraid. Afraid of pants. <laughs> I don't know why that's not a thing yet. Honestly, wow, we are getting by the way some we're, impressive we're, Yeah, we're really noises. getting bombarded here. So apologies for the uh, the noise, the background noise. If it, if the mics catch it, if I don't you hear that, mics get it. Oh, you can definitely hear it. You can definitely hear it. I, I like I'm how we sorry again. No, I've got the like, gate. Is this an earthquake or is no? This... I was like, is this it? Is this all going to collapse on us now? Yeah. Is this the end of the show? Every I day. Be a fitting way for me to go at least. Uh, it's coming around again. There we go. All right. What else? What else we got? We have, we have seconds left in the show, so let's let's pivot real quick into Nintendo and make it make it fast. Uh, Jay from Jersey wants to know if anyone is actively going to go pick up a Switch Lite, and if so, why? Uh, I think it's a great console, but considering I have a Switch already, I don't really see a, necess- like a need to add that into my life. However, Jay is looking forward to getting one that is a Game Boy Color purple. I don't know why that's not on the color docket. It should be. Uh, it should meantime, be. In the meantime, Scott, what is your favorite color that you've experienced so far? Oh, the favorite color for me, definitely blue. I thought that blue was great. The yellow is good, too. I don't know. For some reason, like the it had a, the bezel kind of ruined it and the buttons ruined it for me on the yellow, but it's close. But I would, that I would translucent rank. purple. That was classic Game Boy. They got to start bringing back. Translucent was... Switch. Knowing Ooh. Nintendo, they, they have no problem with releasing color variations on things. Oh, yeah. At regular and sometimes limited intervals. So I'm sure anything you think of could possibly happen. But I think the blue is really cool. Um, it's a great, I think it is a great pickup for somebody who has not played, who's like a 3DS person and is like, I want the new handheld. Yeah. And, and also around the holidays. I mean, if this is starting at this price, yeah. I mean, imagine what it's going to be at the holidays. Yeah, Black Does it Friday get into price, that impulse maybe? price territory. Nintendo, but the price for Nintendo stuff doesn't tend to drop. I think if it's two hundred now, although it's two hundred dollars with a game bundled in, all of a sudden that sounds pretty attractive. It's possible they're going to have. I don't. I don't think so. This holiday, they're going to have a Pokemon variation coming in November, but without the game. Oh, that's sounds, what, that just sounds like a terrible tease. Yeah, what the this, hell? Is, this is why I'm trying to temper up, your expectations on a bundle. Like, oh, I got the Pokemon. Wait, there's no game. I have to go spend another 60 bucks and get a game. It's totally possible that a bundle of the original Switch will emerge, and that could temper... Wait, you mean like the original Switch plus the new one? or well, Plus a game. No, not, not, not two <laughs> of them together. That, that's <laughs> but the original Switch plus like more stuff or games or oh, other yeah, things. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Especially as you get games like you know, Mario Kart and, and yeah. Super Smash being well over a year. Well, and that could be... That could mean do you get that versus getting the Switch Lite. Also, Nintendo right. just quietly released an update to the original Switch, which has slightly longer battery life, slightly to moderately longer battery life. CNET did a test of it. Mm. Dan Ackerman tested it. So if you want to check out, it was, I think it was like not as much as I expected, but it was like the first run. But again, like there is that model, which technically now has the longest battery life. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to actually switch my old. Switch for your old switch. Home. Yeah, I still feel like for me the home connectivity is is really nice, and it's not just it really isn't me playing on the TV. It's the idea of hey, let's play Mario Kart together on right, the TV. Right, right. Because now if you think like oh, we're gonna play two player Mario Kart, how do we do that on a Switch Lite? You get two Switch Lights. You get two Switch Lights, and it's a totally That's different Nintendo's problem. dream. Nintendo gets more money. And yeah, there it is. it's a different proposition. And for that stuff, for multiplayer and kids coming over and other things like that, is something we use the Switch for. Okay. okay. So. I wouldn't want to remove that, but if I was getting my kid a Switch, it would the be the light, Switch Lite. The light would be your yes. contender. Okay. And if you just care about playing games on the go, there that's you go. The one. That's the one. I play my Switch like 90% on the go, so. Me too. Yeah. Although, look, I wouldn't trade in for the light. I, I was looking at like the new, the battery enhanced version of the, the Switch, but I could see, like after like some initial skepticism, I could see how the Switch Lite would be a good seller, especially in like, 
a household with multiple family members. When you hold it, I think you realize like this feels better and this is the better hardware. I would basically want that with the TV docking and eventually yeah. Joy-Cons. Yeah. But with the chip and the battery and other elements like, you know, it has to upscale when it docks. So it's a, it's a you know, it's, it always kicks on that heat vent on the original Switch. Mm. Mm. There's supposed it to be does. a more efficient processor on the Switch Lite. So probably the heat venting may not be as intense, which also might be better for the lifespan of the thing. Yeah, I know some sure. people had problems uh, Oscar was showing me of people having the vent break on the original. Oh yeah, Switch. especially once it's docked in, right? Because it's kind of like it's that, like in that's a compressed the plastic area. was weakening yeah, where, that the, yeah, where, yeah. where the venting was happening. I think overall, Switch Lite looks like it's going to be just sturdier and has a better D pad. And as a, and as a D pad, oh, that's yeah. the other thing. That's the D pad, huge, huge thing that the, the, the regular Switch is mentioning. Thank that's you thing. for mentioning that. The D pad is so good, and games like uh, Tetris Ninety Nine. Mm-hmm. That use the D-pad. Yeah, right now I have to use sure. those four buttons. So I want the D-pad on standard standard and all the stuff. Which Nintendo they told is, you was not going to happen. They told right? me it's not going to happen. But when Nintendo says one day yeah. is not for any company, is not what's going to happen the next day or the day after necessarily. But for now, it does mean the D-pad, or unless you get a third party right thing or or an extra third extra controller, you can get a D-pad. You're just spending more money. I'll be honest. I just want money. a Nintendo 64 Lite. Uh, classic, sorry. Yes. I want the N64 classic. I want the yes. Game Boy classic. Game Boy classic's fine too. I will, Black I will and white happily Game play Boy. Game Boy classic. I'll happily give Nintendo my money for that. But N64 is where it's at. Yeah. My God, yes. Each of those, I'm, I'm excited All right. about. Uh, Brent, any last and questions before we wrap happen. things up? No, no, we're way over. But great conversation today, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Roger, I'm going to let you go ahead and take us on home. Yeah, if you'd like to catch us again, you can find us every weekday morning here on YouTube, Periscope, and CNOW.com. Plus the audio podcast on pretty much every platform available. All the details are in the description below. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, give us a like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications so you can join us each and every day or whenever is convenient for you. We're a podcast, not a cop. For the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Scott Stein, Rabies Free. And I'm Eli Blumenthal. Thanks for listening. <laughs>